Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. It's already the 17th episode and after yesterday we talked with Brooke Watts about what to expect in the Urban Cross in Kortrijk, which is taking place tomorrow if you listen to this on Saturday. Today I'm talking with Isam and Tom about the World Cup in Tabor. Good evening. Hello everybody. As I said, we will be talking about the first round of the World Cup, which is going to be held on Tabor this Sunday. We all know the parkours in Tabor. It's the traditional parkours that they have there with the finish down there on the road, the uphills there, and um, of course the famous barriers uphill, which are quite high. So that's probably going to be the deciding point in the parkour, because it usually is. The weather, it doesn't look like that will really affect the race. If you remember back a couple of years, Tavor, it used to be a bit later in the season, somewhere around end December, beginning of January. So that would mean that there was snow there. This year, we are in the beginning of December, end of November. So there, it's going to be cold. The weather forecast is currently zero degrees at the moment of racing and minus two in the night before. So the parkers will be fast. But there won't be any snow, sadly. But on the other hand, it could cause an interesting race. Which uh, type of riders would you think uh, would benefit from this fast parkour that they will find here in Tavor? Well, I mean, at the men's race, I would say that um, it should be somebody that's normally pretty good on a fast parkour, but also is uh, all right as a climber. Uh, I don't think you it's not that flat in Tabor to be honest so uh, technique is also going to play a big factor at this race um, especially if it's going to be faster you need to take a little bit more risks as well the downhill is going to be also very fun to watch I guess um, so I think at the men's race probably you know you, you would be looking maybe even to uh, a Van der Haar uh, Nizerbeet as well, who is very good in, you know, um, that short sections and that climbing part. Uh, also a guy that takes a lot of risks. But, I mean, you could also look into guys like Quinton Hermans, who I think is really looking forward to this race. Also, Michael Van Tornout has often gone well in Tabor, and we've seen, obviously, the win recently. He's, on, he's in good form, so I think he, he'll be one. And we cannot forget Tom Pidcock making his debut this weekend. So I'm sure we'll see him right up there as well. So judging by what you just said, we're kind of coming back to the names we usually see at the front. I don't think um, that's wrong because these guys look to be the best on any type of parkour. And Tom already mentioned it. Pitcock, he's making his start uh, of the season here in Tabor. In yesterday's podcast, we discussed um, the comeback of Wout van Aert, who is riding Kortrijk and Tabor quite uh, quite for quite some time. So um, if you're interested in that, you should listen yesterday's podcast. So today we'll be focusing more on Tom Pitcock. Bear in mind that this podcast is recorded before the urban cross in Kortrijk, so we don't know what has happened in that cross and how that could potentially affect the race here in Tabor. But... Um, I think we should uh, definitely keep an eye out on Pitcock because he seems like a guy that doesn't need this transition period. You can put him on the mountain bike the the Saturday and on on the road bike the Sunday and he performs well in both races. And I think put him here on a cyclocross bike, he will be there in form, runner-up of last year's World Championships. What do you guys expect from him? 
I really think we can see him come straight in with a strong performance, exactly like you've said. He can prove himself in any discipline and so easily can adapt. Although, that being said, he was meant to be starting the race last weekend, the Super Prestige, but he decided to have another weekend off training. So, I'm guessing that just means he wasn't quite feeling ready last weekend and this weekend he's going to be really on top form. But perhaps maybe he was suffering with some illness or fatigue from his busy summer season, let's say, of mountain biking. And yeah, so I think it we'll, we'll have to see how he goes, but I wouldn't put him past him to be on the podium in his first race of the season. I think he, um, of course, he had, of course, that news that came out that he was going to sign with Ineos for next season. So he, he also has a lot of confidence um, being the runner-up of the World Championships uh, by the elite. Uh, you know, those things really help in, in, in the confidence of him uh, going towards this race. And, um, you know, he, he, of course, had a pretty busy summer, I would say. Uh, but he's not the type of guy that would need um, two or three races to have a transition of course he needs a little bit of time for sure uh, to get in the rhythm of the race because that's something you cannot simulate uh, but I don't think he will struggle that much in the first race and I I think that he can he can even battle for top five to be honest I tend to agree on that I think Pitcock is an extremely talented guy as you said he had a busy summer let's talk briefly about that summer um, for the people who don't know, what kind of results did he get this summer? Because he rode the European Championships, he did some things on the mountain bike. What 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 was the highlight of his summer and what were his other main um, moments that he got into the spotlight this summer? Well, I guess the double world title in the mountain bike would be his highlight of the summer. So he came in off the back of... Uh, quite short road season having raced the euros he was quite he really animated the race but no major result to speak home about but then he quickly transitioned to the mountain bike racing the under 23 world cup mountain bike rounds and immediately was in a different league to the other riders there winning multiple rounds of the world cup mountain biking and then taking the e-mountain bike world championship victory I'm out. Yes, e-bike, you know, controversial, but there were some really strong riders in there as well, racing against the elites. And then on the Sunday, he went on to win the under-23 mountain bike world title. So I think he'd say he'd had a pretty successful summer. Yeah, and I think on the road as well, in the in the Giro d'Italia on the 23, he really impressed me there with his climbing abilities. He was very strong, one that... Uh, Giro d'Italia on the 23 uh, and I think also his two uh, performances on both the European Championships and the World Championships by the elites where he showed that he still needs that, that little bit extra to, to you know to perform really really well at, at the elites but still I think especially the European Championship he showed that he is able uh, to race with those guys and and Add on top of that the, the mountain bike results I, you know he had a very good summer I would say and I think on top of that of course that contract he got from Ineos you know made that summer uh, a complete summer for him 
let's then compare him to the other road rider that is making his return this season, uh, this weekend, Wout van Aert. I mean, we all know what he did this summer. We talked about it lo a long time yesterday. But uh, put him uh, put him against Pitcock. You have last year, Pitcock runner-up at the World Championships. Wout van Aert was in the wheel of Pitcock, or at least close to Pitcock when he punctured and um, in the final stages of that World Championship. In this race in Tabor, who would you put ahead? Tabor or uh, Tabor? Pitcock or Van Aert, and why? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, very hard to say. I, you know, it's uh, also a little bit how how Van Aert is going to cope with um, with his with his first race. Um, is he going to be able to to you know to manage to to get through in in that race pretty well? Um, does that race already um, you know harm him a little bit for this race? Uh, you know, for for Pitcock, it's a little bit easier. Huh? This he has only one one race this weekend, uh, while a lot of others don't have that luxury. So I, at this point, it's it's very hard to say. But I I tend to say that Pitcock might have the edge on on Van Aert in 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 the first uh, meeting they will have against each other. Indeed, I think Van Aert's proven himself on the road to really made that step up, riding the tour again in a really strong performance and I think though the Kortrick may be a really nice preparation race for Tabor you know Kortrick the fast urban course like you discussed yesterday could be really good to get the speed in the legs and kind of just get that one race under his belt before Pitcock comes into Tabor which will be for Pitcock coming into Tabor with no racing in his legs in the last few months it's a tough course Tabor physically challenging and maybe he might be a bit slower for Mark we'll see but it could be it could really be an in interesting how it plays out don't forget Pitcock also has a better starting place due to the UCI rankings than Van Arta's so that could also benefit him but then let's take a look, wider look at the field. We already mentioned a few names. Who would you guys then uh, put down as the main favorite on this fast parkours in Tabor? Which, I mean, fast doesn't equal easy. It's still a tough course. But, I mean, if we're talking about someone who doesn't like fast parkourses, you could have in the women's category, Vorst, who doesn't seem to like the ultra-fast parkourses. And in the men's race, we already said it, most of them do like all types of parkourses at this state because they are in a good form but would you guys reckon um, Van Tournout or maybe Sveik? I think it could be interesting but Izabit's already come out and said he's going for the win and of course they'll all want to be going for the win the Pau and riders but I think this could be Izabit's race this weekend. It will be interesting to see how Izabit's going to bounce back because uh, in my opinion he, he he was in the beginning of the season he was a little bit the leader of Paul Sousa uh, but the last few races it has been actually the his teammates that have been in, in the in the in the spotlights uh, and you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to cope with that because um, I I honestly think that Van Turnout and Zweig at this moment have a better shape I mean Zweig disappointed a little bit last race at the end of it um, but Van Turenhout is, is normally a guy that would suit uh, Tabor. Uh, 
but Ezerbeat is also very strong, so it's it's gonna be pretty tight between those two, and and maybe can Sway can join the party with uh, with Tone. Some other names that I would put up that would have a shot on this parkour are Quinton Hermans and Lars van der Haar. He finds a parkour that really suits him here, and then of course the names of Pitcock and Van Aert, who should be able to be in the battle here, so it should be up for an open battle. Brooke Watts yesterday after the podcast told us that his pick here would be Van Tournaert because he thinks Van Tournaert has the momentum and mentally that win in Merck's bus really helped him. That that so maybe that mental push he needs to become a frequent race winner also of big races. I think he has a point, but I think uh, Michael was de- will definitely be in the battle, but I think we will have quite open race at least for the first half and then maybe in the second half the likes of Zweig van Tournout, Aarts, Isabit will then break loose again but that's just my thoughts I don't know uh, if you see anything else or see it go down to a sprint maybe even we have to remember that the uphill barriers in the course in Tabor is one of the really main features of the race and we've seen year in year out van Tournout is one of the few along with van der Poel of course who have really shown themselves confident in jumping these barriers. We'll have to see this weekend if he's, how, how the conditions are and how people are playing out. But I think we can expect that will favour Van Tornout. We've seen Pidcock in previous years make mistakes on these barriers with a few crashes in when it was the European champs for under 23, I believe. He had a couple of crashes in that race and yeah, the barriers are a key feature of the course, and I think it could play into the hands of Van Tornel. Yeah, I tend to agree on that, because I think those barriers, y- you can easily lose 4 or 5 seconds even, if you if you had a bad run there. Um, and Van Tornel, we know that he's a pretty good jumper, uh, and as well, you know, it suits him that the hilly parkours of Tabor and the hilly profile. So... Uh, it it wouldn't be bad to say that that with his momentum he he is um, he, he might be actually one of the main favorites actually the main favorite to win this race uh, but we don't know how he's going to cope with the pressure because it's the first World Cup and uh, for the classification of course it's also going to be important to to be up there. Judging by this, we expect an open race, but I still have to ask you guys for one name. Who do you guys think is going to take home the victory here? Like I said earlier, I think Izabit's going to be back on top this weekend. Um, yeah, then I would go for Michael van Turnhout. Uh, it would be very nice to see him uh, after Max Plus uh, use that momentum and get a win. I don't think he has a big chance in. Um, I don't think he has a big chance to win in um, in Kortrijk, so uh, he might just win in in Tower then. Well, then I'm going to be. Uh going with uh, Tone Arts I think uh, this will be his time redemption time for Tone Arts so we have Arts for myself Isabit for Tom and Van Turnhout for Issa then of course there's also another race that we should talk about and that's the women's race as you might have heard we couldn't really come out who would win the men's race and for the women's race we'll probably not come out either because every week we talk about it it's so close at the front I mean we could do whatever we want and still be thinking about who is going to win here. Is it going to be Alvarado? Is it going to be Brandt? Is it going to be Worst? Is it going to be Betsema? Is it going to be anybody else who surprises? But 
I mean, there's not really a clear favorite here, and at least I expect another open race once again here. Well, I mean, it it, it depends um, what's going to happen in the race itself. I think um, Brandt and Alvarado are definitely having an advantage at such a race, uh, especially Brandt, to be honest. Um, but the way Betsema was riding in Max Plus, and especially how she missed that start completely, but still was able to get so close to victory. Um, if she doesn't mess up her start this time in Tabor, also really one to watch out for because she is not scared of, of going all out in the first round and try to, to win it from the first round. Like you said, really any, anything can happen in a women's race, I think. We'll find. It's just another sprint finish would be probably the most realistic prospect again for me and of course exciting racing is what what we want as cyclocross fans so i think we can really expect another good good battle this sunday it certainly looks to be a park with that would suit somebody like brandt or alvarado once again again less worst but for worst uh, these uphills they could be an advantage for her because she does have the power, she just doesn't have the real top speed by the looks of it. And that's not strange as uh, Brandt is definitely a road rider and has taken that quality into the field. Some other outsiders uh, that I would like to put on for a potential top five. And actually, as I say that, uh, I have to correct myself. Because as we were correcting the pronunciation of some of the Eurosport commentators last week, we got a mail of one of our listeners from Hungary named Atta and he said that we were actually mispronouncing Kata Blanca Vas it isn't Vas we should pronounce Vash so coming to the outsiders I was going to mention Vash and um, maybe the likes of uh, Inge van der Heide who's making her return um, she's also only riding this one race Katie Compton maybe if she has a bit better result um, compared to last week and maybe Anna Kay, this Parker should suit her and she did well in Max Plus last week. Indeed, she's been a rising to form, I'd say. And um, yeah, I think these younger younger and under 23 riders, obviously they have their own competition within, within the elite race as well. But yeah, I think for the first World Cup of the season, the under 23s are going to be really wanting to put in a good performance. And perhaps she's just coming into form at the right time. Yeah, I think especially for Vash, it's it's gonna be a race where she could um, fight again for, for or fight for a top five at least. Um, I think for for Van der Heide, it's 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 a little bit harder to say. I mean, she she likes uh, faster parkours. That's really where she excels. Uh, but I don't know with the injury how how much it affected her her, her shape at this point, uh, and if she actually has the you know um, the mental uh, uh, you know she had a lot of disappointments uh, this season so far. So is she going to get over that and try to? Oh, well, she was injured <laughs> on her. Uh, she had a foot injury. She was out for a couple of weeks as well. The full yeah. story still isn't known. What is known is that she isn't riding Kortrijk despite being on the start list. 
she is going to Tabor, as I just saw on her Instagram story. So it's only Tabor for her. And I think that injury did really cost her. And I think um, things should be getting better now compared to how things were at the beginning of the season. Because that were definitely not the normal Inge van der Heide performances. No, no, definitely not. And, you know, that if, if it goes a little bit against you, then it's really hard to set yourself over that. Um, but, but yeah... You know, she she showed last year that she was really good in those in those races. So maybe she can get some momentum back uh, after those uh, terrible weeks. Then I mean, I don't really think there's a lot of details we can go into about the battle at the front because we already said it's probably going to be a battle Brand against Alvarado, and maybe the Betsema or Vorst will be able to pull alongside the, this week. But then, um, who do you guys predict here for the win? Oh, I think it's a difficult one, as usual, to be honest. But I think I'm going to, should I say, play it safe. But the world champion, Alvarado, I think she's going to put in another solid performance. She's been pretty consistent this year. A couple of crashes on, on the last few laps of a couple of races recently. But I think she's going to be back on top this weekend. I would say if she doesn't mess up her start... I would say Denise Betsema, she, you know, she was actually so strong in, in Max Plus, impressed me a lot in that race, and um, I, I just hope that she doesn't mess up her start, and then I think she's she will be able to win that race. Then I'm going to go with uh, Lucinda Brandt, for the obvious reason that she looks to be the strongest one at the moment that remains unchosen. Then the last part of this podcast is going to be dedicated to the youth categories, we aren't going to go into an enormous amount of details in this but uh, it does deserve a mention the world cup in tabor it marks also the beginning of the world cup for under 23 and junior men and junior women which is a new category sad news here is that both belgian and the netherlands didn't send a team luxembourg withholds um, their team from going as well i don't think germany is sending any youth teams either at least i don't see any germans on the youth start list so that's the bad news here the good news is that there's finally some racing there and let's start with the under 23s in absence of the dutch and belgians are there any names that really stand out here or will it be a super open race because the big names are missing yeah well i think we've seen the belgians and the dutch to be the strongest this season in the elite races so far on um Tom van der Bosch and Niels van der Poetsen, the two strongest Belgians, really. And obviously, Ryan Kamp, world and European champion, raced, raced the Euros, but the Dutch aren't sending a team this weekend. So, second place in the European champs was Thomas Main, And I I guess he, he's going to be thinking, coming in as favourite for this, really, I think. Obviously, third place, Cameron Mason, very unfortunate broken collarbone after a crash last weekend in Merck's bus so we, we send him all our best wishes for a speedy recovery but I think it leaves Thomas Main as the, the clear favourite in a race with only 24 riders so yeah there's not going to be too big a field in this one yeah I think to add on that maybe um, uh, 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 Loris Roulier I think he can be um he, you know, uh, at at such a field, he can maybe excel a little bit and 
be very close to to a podium uh, or even a win uh, and can contend against uh, the Brits. Uh, I think also Ben Turner maybe you don't ever know how he's how he's shaping up as well. Uh, definitely a guy to watch out for and also the Swiss with um, uh, with their man can also be up there for top five or top ten. Indeed, Ben Turner first race last weekend in Merck's class coming back after a broken wrist and he had some troubles in the start and he was last out of the first corner in a really big field in Merck's class but he rode a strong race catching up throughout so perhaps this weekend in a much smaller field you know he he'll be quite high in the probably on the front line as well with his high UCI ranking compared to most of the other riders so with a clear start he certainly could be up there for podium contention as well there definitely still is some talent at that start line, but I think uh, really to place them in in the total picture, we would need to wait for the uh, World Cup rounds that are held in Netherlands and Belgium. So then the Dutch and Belgians will participate, and then fingers crossed that there will be uh, that the guys who did did well here will be able to do well there as well. As of the men's juniors race, it's really it's really just a guess. There's been barely any racing for these guys. The guys from Czech Republic have had two chances to show themselves so far. Um, no Dutch, no Belgians. And then in terms of the people from Great Britain, France, Switzerland. You know, those countries, they, their national series had been called off. So there's no real way we can pull somebody out here and say, this guy is going to be it. I mean, obviously the eyes will be on the Czech, Czechish guys. They have had these Toy 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 Cup races and have shown themselves there. Um, but I don't think there's really anything we can say about this race here because it's just super open and we can just only hope that the situation will improve, that the juniors will be allowed to race in more countries, so there will be at least a normal preparation for them going towards the World, World Championships later this year. I know in the Netherlands the current situation is going to be planned that they are trying to make get an exception so the dutch nationals will also host the juniors categories there so that will be the deciding race for the world championships but i know that not every country has a position that is as good as the situation in the netherlands so it might be harder there but we can just hope for the best but for the women's junior race there is more we can conclude because these girls or women i mean they're on the crossover in belgium they call them girls in other countries they would call them women so Please don't take any offense to that, as I've had earlier, but it's really just my best intentions here. But for these, they have been racing against the elites, and I would like to hear you guys' thoughts on, in my opinion, the three big favorites. Now, probably four big favorites here. Marie Schreiber, Olivia Onesti, uh, Julia Kopecki, and Zoe Barkstedt. Indeed, well, we've seen these junior women racing in the elites, like you've said. It's obviously a huge step up longer races, much harder races, and each of the people you've mentioned, they've all shown really strong performances, and I think in this category, there will be a really big disparity between the riders, and obviously there could be a couple of unknowns who've not had the opportunity to participate in some of these elite races, but I wouldn't be surprised to see those four names taking the top four spots quite considerably distancing themselves from the other competition. I think 
Zoe Baxter as a first year junior. She will be really aiming to take the win in this race, you know. She's shown herself on the road and in junior cross race and youth cross races last year with winning the British Championship. I think she could be certainly a favourite for this for me. Yeah, I th- I think as well that um if you if you look at these junior races, you know, it's not like the elite races where the pace is set by other by you know, by the elite themselves and that the juniors just have to follow. Uh they have to make the race themselves and uh, there is more uh there is more room for tactical error that can decide a race. So it it will definitely be uh, those four that you mentioned, Noah. That you know that will be up there for sure. Uh, but we might be in for a, for a surprise uh, at the podiums of both uh, the 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 women juniors and also the the other youth categories that we have. I think it will be something that we'll be keeping an eye on during this weekend. And I think we've had everything for this first round of the Cyclocross World Cup in Tabor and. Um... If you're wondering where to watch this, make sure to check cyclocrosssocial.com. All the information you need is provided there. And if you like this podcast, make sure to either leave it a rating or um, share it with your cyclocross friends. We would really appreciate that. I would like to thank Tom and Isam for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for hosting. And then with that said, um, I hope uh, we'll see exciting races in uh, Tabor, but uh, later today as well in Kortrijk. Then what remains me is telling you guys where you can watch the race and some other information. So if you're wondering where you can watch this race, make sure to check cyclocross.social.com and the Cyclocross Social podcast. Then that will be back for, uh, with the analysis of Kortrijk tomorrow. And of course of Tabor, there will be a podcast as well. So once again, thank you guys for listening. Leave a rating if you enjoyed. Share with your Cyclocross friends and I will see you guys next time. Goodbye.